This is the Liberator Podcast from Giant Worldwide. Welcome to Advanced Base Camp. Our intention is that you go to a completely another level of life, of leadership, of intentionality, and we're really just your guides. That's all we are. We're just Sherpas. Welcome to the Liberator Podcast. My name is Jeremy Kubitschek. I'm co-founder of Giant Worldwide with my other co-founding partner, Steve Cockrum from London, England. Steve, oh, what's happening in London today? Uh, well, we've got cold weather here in London today, but um, you, you sound more and more like a celebrity radio broadcaster every time you do the introduction. So I'll just welcome people to the Liberator Podcast in English. Well, how would a British person do it? Um, with, with a little less sort of lilt in their voice. So yeah. go ahead and try it. Go for it. Like, show me okay, what a okay. British person would do. Just welcome you all to the Liberator podcast. I'm sure you're going to have a great time. Understated, minimal words, no huge international tone. It's kind of boring. <laughs> or, well, I'm in dull. Okay, fair enough. Well, so, Jeremy, Jeremy tell, tell, tell me what you've been up to this week. What, what's, been, what's been happening in the world of Giant this week? Well, for me, I've been traveling so much in the past uh, few weeks. So this week, I was actually in Oklahoma City all week, but I was speaking at a number of different places. So I spoke at an ethics consortium. That sounds interesting, doesn't it? And I uh, had a few um, online uh, speaking events. And so, and then preparing for speaking uh, next week before spring break, which I'm really looking forward to. I'm going to Hawaii with the family and doing no speaking at that point. But that's a side note. And you, what's been happening in your world this week? Good. Well, uh, we had a we had this, a new associate training day at Clifton Hotel on Monday, which is great. So we got more people wanting to learn how to do what we do. So that was fun to connect with them. Um, and I've just finished a leader intensive with uh, one of the guys who who works for the Economist in London. So uh, I was able to give him a lot of my economic theory, which I'm sure he was a grateful recipient of. <laughs> and uh, I'll be expecting uh, quotes from my uh, insights when he publishes his next article this week. So, well, so that was just really good. To... <laughs> yeah, I mean, if he doesn't quote me, I'll be very disappointed. That's all I can say. Well, we do have a uh, article coming out on March 7th to the Fortune magazine, so fortune.com, on the presidential election, and talking about the subject we're going to talk about today called the five voices. So today, um, we want to share some things with you. We, we've got some big news. Steve, tell them what happens on March the 14th in America. Well, in America, because America obviously always goes first. We've learned that by now. Um, right. We have the, the long-awaited publication of our new book together called The Five Voices, um, How to Communicate. Is it more effective with everyone you lead? And we are super excited about that. Even as an Englishman, I'm truly excited about this because... Uh, um, we, we spent a long time developing this stuff, and has to be said, the book is really, really good. Um, you know, seeing you do most of the work writing these things, Jeremy, kudos to you because uh, I love reading what you write. It's full of stories, and um, can't wait to share it with everyone. Well, the fun part about the five voices is it actually was the the ideas and thoughts of Steve, and this, Steve created the concept of five voices. I think you were over Iceland, maybe uh, when it started hitting you, because most of your writing at that point happened, the ideas came uh, when, when you're traveling. So mm. walk us through, Steve, uh, where it came from. Where did the five voices come from uh, and, and why uh, are, we, are we writing it? So I think um, everything that we've created uh, together and tried to use with it has been built around the premise that in order for 
everyone in an organization to be able to use it, it has to be simple, scalable, and sustainable. So simple, we've defined as an educated 13-year-old has to be able to understand it, use it, and teach it to their friends. Um, and that piece there, we, we used to do, um, or we still do, a fair amount of work on personality and self-awareness and understanding. And you know, we do some Jedi mind tricks with all of the Jungian type stuff. And I know a number of you listening have, have downloaded the, the personality course we, we put on the, the portal. But some bright spark said to me a couple of years ago now, Steve, this is too complicated. It's brilliant, but my 13-year-old can't understand it. And of course, being the, the pioneer voice that I am, I decided to tell them why I thought they were wrong. But as always, I then went away and thought about it and thought, no, you're absolutely right. So Five Voices really came from a desire. Could we take all the power of Jungian type and those 16 different personalities, and could we distill it down into five actually make it almost narrative and story-based so that people would recognize the characters and actually create something that you didn't need a guru to interpret for you, that basically you could understand it as you heard it, it connected immediately with your reality, and that basically people could take it immediately and have the confidence to use it and ultimately to teach it to their friends. So that was the desire of the simplicity and, um, you know, and as you always say, for some of you who, who know, I usually need the pressure of a deadline to create anything. So I'd been promising, Jeremy, there was this great content that was coming. And I was due to deliver it, I think, when I landed in Atlanta. So I had nine and a half hours between Heathrow and Atlanta to take all of that um, thinking and processing and turn something into what we could use. And so many people have helped develop it, add to it, shape it. But basically, it's, it's, it's kind of doing what we hoped it would and is simple enough that our kids can understand it and they use the vocabulary and language at home. You know, it's been, it's been interesting uh, spending so much time with so many leaders as we do. We've got about uh, over 50 associates around Europe and the U.S. and we're working with so many different leaders and when you talk with them and you say, yeah, so tell me, do you, have you, do you know much about yourself? Have you ever done a personality or wiring? And they go, oh, yeah, 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 I, I know it. Yeah, I've done a lot of personality courses. And we're like, okay, well, what, what are you? And then they'll, they'll go, well, I'm a uh, ISFP, <laughs> almost like a question mark. And they don't, and they'll go, okay, do you know what that means? Like, ah, uh, and, and they don't. And the reality was they remembered it, they remembered doing something, and they remember that it might have been good or bad. It's usually one or the other. But they, they don't remember what it means because it was a one and done. It was one event, and for those of you listening, you understand um, what I'm talking about. I mean, it, it's like when we individually take a test or uh, a course or a seminar, it's really impactful for two weeks, two months, but it's not consistent. And so what I love about what Steve's done and what we've been writing together and, and, and building is um, we build something that is so simple that you can understand. So let, let's go through the, the actual uh, voices, Steve. Let's walk through what they are, and let's let's then explain them, and, uh, and and people can understand what we're even talking about. So um, we we start with the nurturer voice. So there's five voices, and what you have to realize is you speak all five. So it's not which one are you, which one are you not. We all have access to all five, but some are more natural for us. So usually there are two voices that are much more the what people actually hear on the other side of us. So 
Um, we'll describe them, um, you'll, you'll get the idea. So a nurturer voice is usually the quietest voice in a team. They are uh, the champions of relationships, relational harmony. They're always thinking of other people. <clears throat> They're always aware of the emotional realities of team. They're always basically championing other people other than themselves. And most nurturers always underestimate the contribution that their voice brings. And because they are quite sensitive, because they are uh, relational, and they don't usually like conflict, you usually have to create an environment where the nurturer voice feels safe to share what it is they're bringing. And that doesn't usually happen in most of the teams that we are dealing with. But amazingly, 43% of people speak nurture as their first voice. So you don't have to be a mathematician to realize there's not an even distribution of these. But that champion of relationships, relational harmony, um, and basically making sure that people are cared for, usually above what profit is in terms of uh, design. Anything you want to add to that, Jess? No, just, well, the, the nurturers themselves, um, when, when you think of a nurturer, we, we have something that we also include called in the book called the weapon system, and it's really fascinating because uh, it's basically what does it sound like to be on the other side of you, and what is the actual weapon that will be used? And so when you think of a nurturer, you don't think of weapons. Uh, as far as guns and, and knives and those things, but uh, 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 nurture is actually like a medic. The best way to think of it, if you're on a battleground, or let's say you're on D-Day in Normandy Beach, you've got bullets flying around, you've got everyone shooting, and the medic, the nurturer is looking to take care of people. They're always looking to patch people up uh, and, and help them uh, revive and heal, and they'll, they'll sacrifice themselves. And it's fascinating to watch how many moms and people in on teams uh, and, and people in general will actually sacrifice themselves to take care of other people and there's a large percentage of the population that will do that and I'm, I'm grateful for those people. Fantastic. So the second voice is creative um, and the creative voice is you know they're, they're always looking towards the future, they're champions of innovation, they're always pushing the envelope in terms of new ideas, technology, thought. They also have a very, very strong sort of social conscience and a desire for organizational integrity. So most creatives are asking, you know, are we being true to what we say? Are we people of integrity? Are we being authentic? Are we aligned? Is what we say actually being experienced, firstly by those who work inside the team, but often also by maybe the, the clients or the customers we serve, are we being true to our word? Are we being people of integrity is one of the, the great drivers of that kind of creative voice. It's often hard to hear the creative because uh, um, one of their frustrations is they think that what they're saying is being heard, but often what people hear and what the creative think they said um, is often significantly different. So the creative voice is a huge competitive advantage to most teams because they see what's coming both in terms of opportunity and in terms of danger uh, way ahead of every other voice but they usually need help from the rest of the team to encourage them how to get that message out because left to their own devices it's often hard to hear them. What's interesting, Steve, about the creative is that the weapon that they use is very different than the nurturer. Their, their weapon of choice, well, actually, we had to split it up from the feeler and the thinker. And the, the, the differences between what a feeler is. A feeler is, is someone who, who really is driven with emotions. 
And so what takes place then from an emotional standpoint, from a feeler, is they get pushed and pushed and pushed if maybe what the values are being uh, discredited or maybe the people in their life, they're not being utilized, or maybe the idea that they have in their head is not being uh, allowed to happen. What takes place then is the feeler starts taking it and taking it and taking it, and then they become the Hulk. And they actually rip all their clothes off, and they not, not literally, but they start uh, really just blow up, and they're in a meeting, and people are thinking, what's happening? Because they're in their head, and whatever's happened in the real world is, is not really happening to, to the pure vision that they have in their head. And so that Hulk mindset is very different. And, and maybe share, Steve, the thinker. Uh, what's the, the creative thinker, and how is that different than the creative feeler? Sure. So thinkers usually tend to be a lot more rational, logical, analytical, and a little, a lot less personal than the feeler version of um, the creative. And they carry what we call a sniper rifle because the the creative thinker will often sit in the bell tower of the the team meeting. You won't hear a great deal from them, and then every now and again you'll hear a as a as a laser piercing round of logic strike someone who they disagree with on the other side of the table. So it's usually right what they're saying, but often they have to be careful because um, uh, an armor-piercing round from a high-velocity rifle somewhere in the bell tower usually takes somebody out with it. So that's our creative thinker. So the creatives are really interesting, uh, and that's why it's so important to know yourself, to lead yourself. And we'll get into that here in a minute. So what's the next voice, Steve? So guardian is the voice, the third voice. You, you'll always hear this one in a team. Guardians are um, the custodians, really, of the tradition. They're custodians of basic due diligence. They often steward the resources. They're really the people who ask the difficult questions, and they often get a pretty bad pass in teams because some of the other more uh, visionary voices always think the guardian is bringing bad news, pouring cold water on their ideas. But what they're really doing is doing what they're made for, which is bringing that due diligence to check that new ideas, things that are being proposed are safe and that basically we aren't going to squander lots of resources we didn't need to by going after an idea that hasn't been fully thought through, that hasn't been tested, that hasn't really been analyzed and critiqued in the way that the Guardian feels is robust and safe. And so because they're the champion, really, of infrastructure and systems, and they're, they're really uh, wanting to see those things happen, uh, what happens is they, their weapon that they use is really the weapon of interrogation. And it's really fascinating. And it's, I just had a, 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 a chance meeting last week with, with a guardian, and he was explaining to me the, the frustration that he has because he's so, he was right. And he was so, you know, and he couldn't understand why anyone wouldn't listen to him. And so I explained to him, like, you can be right and wrong at the same time. So it's the tone and the tact. So when you feel like you're meeting a guardian, it's the interrogation. It feels like stacked questions. So, okay, so Steve, um, yeah, did you talk to Brenda? Well, didn't you get the budget? Well, didn't you know that it had to be turned in last week? And so all of a sudden, it's logical, but it feels like you're in trouble. And it feels so everyone starts pulling back and reserving. When they pull back and reserve, it, they kind of lose their influence, and they have no idea why because, again, in their heads, it all makes uh, logical sense. Why don't you tell us about the connector, Jeremy, seeing you are the – that's your first voice, isn't it? Yeah, the connectors are the best ones. <laughs> no, I'm teasing. I'm teasing. The, the, the humble ones. Humble ones. <laughs> the, 
the connector voice uh, is a really interesting voice. The connector, uh, they're the champions of strategic partnerships, of networks, of connecting with people, of, of really making sure, almost like translators sometimes, they, they have a vision for what should be said and how people are going to feel. So they are always uh, have a feeling for what people hear and they want to make sure what they hear is accurate. And it's interesting that a, a connector a connector can actually be sometimes feel like a chameleon because you might hear someone talk, you might hear a connector talk to one person about something completely different than, than the other person. And what they're doing is they're just, they have a sixth sense of who the other person is and they know how to adapt the language or the message to make sure that it lands appropriately to that type of person. So on the other side, tell, tell about the, uh, the weapon system, Steve. Well, the, the weapon could be used for great good, but also a little bit of damage too. So uh, the, the, the connector is always the specialist in communication and almost like cyber warfare. That capacity to, to message and communicate. Most of them think that kind of the, the other weapons are pretty 20th century, but they're kind of, their weapon when it's not used quite as well, they're very, very good at dropping little bits of kind of negative propaganda into teams and communication, so-and-so that maybe disagree with their idea or they're not quite sure about them. They, they never tend to confront them head-on in a stand-up duel, but before you know it, everyone's starting to ask questions about that individual because the connector has been basically poisoning the well and gradually just drip-feeding slightly negative comments, none of which are attributable, but actually all of them go to make up a, a fair degree of communication. So their capacity to message and shape what people hear can either be used for great good, but if you get on the wrong side of a connector, they often start undermining other people and you have no idea that they're doing it. I don't suppose you recognize any of that at all, Jeremy, do you? No, 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 that's, that never happens. But no, the, the, the reality is that the connectors are, are pure in heart, usually, and they're wanting the best, but they can come across as either salespeople so they can, they can be promoting so much, but at their core, uh, they want the best, but again, it can be good and bad, just like all the voices. And uh, connectors always know a lot of people. That's the other thing that people, you know, they, they seem to have about 100 really close or best friends, in my opinion, because for a connector, there's no half-life in a relationship. You know, I love the fact that so many of our clients came out of your uh, kindergarten class, because obviously... Uh, once a friend, always a friend to the connector. So uh, I will move on before I cause too much damage and find you <laughs> using your cyber weapons against me. So last, <laughs> last but by no means least is the pioneer, and we've deliberately gone in reverse order because the voices are getting louder as we move. Everyone hears the connector. Um, they bounce into the room. Whatever they're excited about, they're going to tell everyone. And then we have the pioneer which in many ways is probably the strongest or certainly the most forceful voice. Um, the pioneers are champions really of the big picture vision, that capacity to align people, systems, resources to go after big wins. They, they love to compete, they love to basically keep everyone moving forward um, and they, they really do are prepared to make the tough decision sometimes. So the pioneer voices, when it works well, it can be incredibly effective but it's probably the one that's the most dangerous inside a team because a pioneer, without realizing it, can close down pretty much all the other voices uh, with their critique and their challenge 
Um, obviously, I don't do that at all, Jeremy, in our team, but maybe tell some stories about other pioneers who are less humble and mature as me. Well, see, we really don't have enough time to really go through <laughs> on this one. The, the pioneer, the weapon that they tend to use is a grenade launcher. And the, uh, with all the voices, by the way, there's the immature and mature. So what we're after in Giant, what we do is we actually help people become mature with their voice, mature in their leadership so they can know themselves and lead themselves. So a mature pioneer will have a grenade launcher. Hopefully, though, they've lowered it and the safety's on. So it's not pointing at it. But an immature pioneer, which are most that we meet, um, an immature pioneer would go into a meeting and they'll have a meeting with some, someone and they usually start the meeting and they usually fill most of the air of the meeting. And so because it's their ideas and then they, they say, all right, so today we're talking about XYZ. Uh, here's what I think. I think we should do this, this, and this. And uh, we need to get it done by this. Anyone have any questions? Are we good? And then someone, well, unknowingly, uh, uh, some connector or some uh, unsuspecting nurturer asks a question and all of a sudden gets shot down with, that's stupid. Really? You thought that? Really? And so they, they get taken out by this grenade launcher and everyone else in the meeting sees the singe marks of the person that used to exist and guess what? It shuts everyone down. So they don't bring up the questions. They don't ask anymore. So this whole idea of understanding your voice is so important and the pioneers who become mature are some of the most valuable leaders because the pioneers champion success. They champion big, they can get things done. They can allocate resources and people. So when they use the grenade launcher appropriately, they actually blow up log jams that are in the middle of roads to help everyone move through and everyone appreciates it. So we've seen good and bad, but uh, again, an immature pioneer can leave uh, a march for a long time. Yeah, I can probably show you where many of the bodies are buried over the years that accidentally it's... I think the thing to understand is that just because you know <clears throat> doesn't make it sometimes easier not to do it. But I think the important thing to understand is none of us are all one voice and that's it. <clears throat> so, I mean, we have our voice order and I know I'm a pioneer connector. So in some ways, um, pioneer connector, creative guardian nurture would be my kind of natural order. So for me, I love um, creating big vision, driving things, selling things, connecting things. I struggle sometimes with that empathetic, compassion, sensitivity towards the weak, um, dealing lovingly with people who challenge the genius of my strategic ideas um, and other things like that. I don't know. I don't know what your sh share what your voice is, Jez, and yeah, some of so, the things that you challenge. So I'm, a, I'm a connector, uh, creative, pioneer, nurturer, and guardian. So my, the nemesis voice is the lowest one is the guardian, and I I know I'm not a detail-oriented person. Uh, what's interesting about the, the voices, and we, you're going to find this out if, if you um, dive into it uh, with us, but the, the interesting part is the, the fourth voice is the one that we're unconsciously incompetent in. We're clueless and we don't know it. And I didn't realize that I was so clueless at being a nurturer because everyone around me knows that I'm a people person. I, I connect with people all the time, but what they don't know is that I'm always thinking about the ideas that help people. I don't really want to talk about your Aunt Vilma. I don't really care where you went on vacation. And that sounds really harsh, but I like realize my nurture is really, really low. So when you put it in combination, and if someone that knows me understands I'm a connector first, I have a creative mind, but I have this history of pioneer. 
and it all, all three work together. So the pioneer is almost pushing the ideas to come to life. And when you understand the combination of a person, you can really know them. But we're not just saying you're just one thing. Oh, you're a pioneer. Okay, I get it. No, we're actually a complex makeup of all these things. The voices just makes it so much more simple, simpler to remember and to communicate with. And, and so, Steve, talk about what now. Like, if someone understands the voices, what are the practical applications or the practical options that someone, how can they utilize it? I think the, the biggest application is wherever you have, I mean, teams are probably the primary location. Because our experience of working with teams is most of them work at massively lower than their full capacity and they don't actually deliver the performance they could because n not everyone gets to bring their best to the table. So I would say the primary application of the voices is really developing a, a simple way of understanding who am I trying to, who am I in a team with, what do they bring at their best, and how can I create an environment for them where they're actually able to bring their best to the table? Because even in our short descriptions, um, I hope you'll understand that all of those voices bring huge contributions to the life of the team. And if certain voices are missing, or they're dominated, or they're not allowed to contribute, the team's performance will always be less than it could be. So the moment people start using this aha of no wonder I annoy you, or no wonder I struggle to hear what it is you're saying, we've basically built a whole load of ways that teams can have some very practical you know, ways of thinking through how do we create an environment where everyone gets to bring their best and how we develop that self-awareness piece and the louder your voice the greater the duty you care so if you're a pioneer by first voice actually you are responsible to create the environment where the other four can bring their best if you're a connector then you're responsible really for making sure that the guardian the creative the nurturer and you work your way down so all of a sudden it's the duty of care that self-awareness and the capacity to actually think about how do we create an environment where everybody can bring their best to the table? That's the thing I think we've seen the biggest breakthroughs for teams in. This simple, easy to use, portable vocabulary that basically can be quite amusing at times, but we use humor in some ways to mask the, the, the pain sometimes or the, the, the awareness that comes when they go, wow, so that's what it's like to be on the other side of me. And at least it gives you uh, something you can go back to and think about. And what I love about the five voices, and you'll experience it, the listener, you'll experience it if you read the book, if you get into the resources, here's what you'll experience. You'll get an uh, understanding of your personality and your wiring. You'll get to hear what it sounds like to be on the other side of you. You'll understand your voice and the weapon that it is, both good and bad, and how to become mature. But like Steve's saying, we'll also help you understand how to communicate change and vision and how do you lead change and how do you actually lead meetings. And it also will help you understand your team to know yourself so that you can uh, lead yourself, but also to know your team so you can lead your team. If you apply it, there's going to be a lot of breakthrough, a lot of liberation that will take place because some of the drama will go away. Some of it is like, oh, they're a guardian. No wonder. Okay. And what it does is it, it allows you to maybe reset expectations. And then you're going to learn how to communicate more effectively. And when you do, you'll start seeing unbelievable transformation and more production that will happen inside the team. So all of this is a part of this one resource. It's not just the personality alone. It's not just communication alone. It's very, very practical. And again, it's written 
in the same style we always do. We tell loads of stories, lots of practical examples, because we've had thousands of people go through the five voices by, at this point in time. We've been doing this for a, a long period of time, and a lot of people have been utilizing it inside teams, and so we've had a lot of fun success stories. So anything else to add, Steve, before I tell them the, the last part? No, I think, um, go on, you, you do the, the final piece. Yeah, so here's what we're, we're doing, you guys. We've got this launch, this book launch on, on March the 14th, uh, the week of March the 14th. And so we've basically come up with a, a thought. Uh, if you'll go to fivevoices.com, that's the number five, not spelled out five, but the number fivevoices.com, uh, grab a copy of the book, uh, but pre-order. But if you do, if you have a team of people, here's what we found. It's so helpful to get this resource inside your team. So if you do it, then we have some pre-ordered bonuses that are available. In fact, there's a lot. If you go to fivevoices.com, you'll see it. There, there are uh, videos and personal um, application plans, and there's resources for your team and, and how to do communicating vision and change. So all the things we talked about actually have video and uh, downloadable resources that are available that are, are worth a lot. And so the, the fun part is we're asking 300 companies to partner with us or 300 teams to buy a minimum of at least 10. And mm -hmm. so far, I think we've had close to 100 by now. Um, and so we'll know we'll have a lot more in the, in the coming days. But we've got a lot of people from large defense contractors down to individual contracting companies down to uh, real estate commercial entrepreneurs. Lots of people are using it for their teams. So we're just saying, would you be a part of that with us? Um, and um, the other great thing is that if you go to the fivevoices.com site, you'll find there's a, a little quiz, kind of quick questionnaire that we, we've created so you can have a look at your what your voice order might be. And um, we've also, also basically saying, anyone who buys the bundle who'd like to, will actually do a kind of live coaching session. Uh, a giant will come on a go-to meeting or a Skype, whatever it is, and basically do a Q&A and a little session with you and your team. So it gives us a chance to help you apply some of the things you're learning more practically into what it is you're doing. And as always, our goal here at the Liberator Podcast, and really at Giant as a whole, is we want to raise up liberators. Liberators are people, they're leaders, who have calibrated support and challenge. And what they've done is they've learned how to fight for the highest possible good in the lives of those they lead. So fighting for the highest possible good of the life for those that lead means that they bring high support and high challenge and know when to do both. So if you understand your voice order and understand your voice as a whole, you'll then know what your tendencies are. So as a connector creative, I need to understand how to deal with a pioneer guardian, for instance. Uh, so if I know who's on the other side of me, I can bring either more challenge or more support more effectively. And for us, leadership is not just leadership. It's not just that simple. It's very complex. So we just like to go deeper than most, and hopefully you'll find the five voices is both deep and simple and very transferable to those that are in your life. Any last comments, Steve Cockrum? I need to say that we've actually done this with our team. I think kind of one of the health of our team has been we truly know the strengths. So we have a managing partner who's a guardian pioneer because Mike just brings an incredible capacity to build systems and details. Uh, Jeremy and I, the, if we end up running organizations and details as connectors and kind of P pioneers, we've got Amy who runs communication. She's a nurturer, first voice. 
we've just seen the capacity to be able to use this in our own leadership, in our own families, and our own team, and we're really excited that you guys are going to get the chance to do that as well. So that's a final for uh, me. Yeah, and I would just say, and that's going to sound like an American ending because I did the American start, Steve. But there's a lot out there. I've had a lot of people go, "Oh, so is this like String Finders? Is this like uh, Disc?" And I go, and, and I, this sounds a little bit, uh, this sounds biased. No, it's better in that what it does is it actually uh, takes this into your everyday life. It's different. It's not the same. It's not just a personality only, but it's actually so practical and so helpful. So I'd love to hear your stories as you, the listener, uh, go through it and, and see if you feel the same way. We've just seen a lot of success from it because people can remember it longer. It's much more simple, but it's much more applicable into everyday business and everyday organization, team, and family life. With that, thank you. Thanks from, uh, uh, from Steve and I and the giant worldwide team and the giant teams around the, the world. We're grateful for you. We wish you the best, and we're fighting for you. Thanks again. Thanks so much for listening. That concludes today's episode of the Liberator Podcast from Giant Worldwide. You can find out more information about us online at giantworldwide.com.